airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we've got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. Boy, do we appreciate you taking the time to tune mm. in. I want to um, ask you, and I don't, I don't normally do this because I think it could be a little bit, uh, it could sound self-serving, you know, uh-huh. hey, share this podcast, let people listen. Yeah. But I would right out of the gate like to ask every concerned parent, anybody who um, has any type of fear of God and you touch the life of a child to listen, tune in today. Yeah. And, uh, and then to share this podcast with someone you think might be interested. Yeah. Uh, listen with them if they are hostile or if they tend to think that you make a big deal about nothing going on in schools today, uh, this might be something for you to listen with them uh, or listen to with them. And, and so anyway, I want to I wanna get into it because we got a lot of information. But first, let me say this. I, if you are in Mississippi on this Saturday, I am going to be at Faith Baptist Church for a women's conference. The theme of the conference is contending. Mm. And I'm going to take a look at church history in two parts and cover um, the believers that we celebrate as having contended for the faith Amen. and made a huge impact on uh, the proliferation of the gospel. And so if you can be at Faith Baptist Church at 9 a.m., that's in West Point, Mississippi, Faith Baptist Church. I'm going to be speaking to the ladies there on uh, Saturday, November the 2nd, I guess, is what, no, Saturday, yes. November the 2nd. That's right. And uh, in two parts, and this conference, this women's conference is free to attend and lunch is provided for you. Mm. So you might contact the church, Faith Baptist Church in West Point, and let them know that you're coming just Mm -hmm. so that they can prepare. Um, This is my second time now being with the ladies of Faith Baptist, and I love them. Mm. So I'm excited to be going back. And um, last time I taught on the seven churches and what that tells us about the time that we're in. And uh, this time I'm going to be teaching on contending for the faith and doing that through a lens that looks at church history and how our brothers and sisters who lived before us did the same thing. Yeah. They were contending for the faith. Amen. Um, um, anyways, so that's on Saturday, uh, beginning at 9 a.m. at Faith Baptist Church in West Point, Mississippi. I hope that you'll come out. Let me also say this as we move quickly and kind of get into the information that we have because we also have a guest coming up in our second segment, the president of Texas Values Uh, This organization largely instrumental in rallying parents on Monday to stand up for their children, which, as we now know, in Austin, Texas, um, that didn't work. Yeah. And that's a shame. The Austin Independent School District decided they knew better than parents and um, voted to accept a radical, hypersexualized sex ed curriculum. And we're going to spend some time talking about that today. We're going to do something that's a little bit different. But before I go into that, let me just say something. We don't take enough opportunities to make a big deal about God. Mm. We just think that those things kind of, it's just a given. Of course, you know, we're grateful for God. God is sovereign. He's constantly intervening. And and so we don't mention those things because we think that they go without mentioning. But I think that we need to take every opportunity that we can to make much of the Lord's sovereignty. So I want to share with you something that happened behind the scenes 
um, that allows for us to do the type of program that we wanted to do today. And I see this as the Lord really confirming um, what it is that we're supposed to talk about today. Uh, this should not be creepy to anybody who believes that the Spirit of God is still leading the people of Amen. God. Amen. Shouldn't be creepy at all. I mean, <laughs> this is what we're doing, right? So we originally had a guest on today. We were going to talk to you about the 70% of millennials who say they're likely to vote socialist. And um, our scheduled guest was Marion Smith, who is the executive director of the Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation, who is also, this organization is the author of the study, right? Mm -hmm. So we were going to have him on to talk about this study and uh, what this tells us about where we are in this country. Well, when I learned the update about you know, the Austin Independent School District uh, receiving and adopting this hypersexualized curriculum, I thought, oh man, I really would like to not talk to him today. Hmm. Like I thought, I really, I want to, I want to spend some time talking about what happened in Austin and how this affects children. But I really, really, really hate to cancel a guest. Yeah. I really hate to do that. I know that people plan around it. I mean, this is what I do as a part of being a spokesperson for AFA. I, you know, and so you, you order your day around that. So I hate to do it. Well, I get an email from our producer who says, Marion had to cancel because of flight delays and traveling mm -hmm. and all of that. He's not going to be able to do the interview. And I'm just like, Lord, thank you, because there's a lot of information that we want to go through today and uh, and we need all the time that we can get to, to do it. So anyway, I just want to thank God that we are able to do this for the next two days. This is going to be like a two part show, by the way. This is part one. Uh, tomorrow we'll do part two. But let me kind of catch you up if you're listening and you're not familiar with what happened in Austin, Texas on Monday. We mentioned it Monday during the day that parents were turning out to oppose uh, the, the possible adoption of a um, radical, hypersexualized, um, rabbit, homosexual agenda promoting sex ed curriculum. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, is, this is, would be in the category of what we call the comprehensive sex ed curriculum that yeah. we were warning you about a couple of months back when we talked about this is making its way around the United States of America. Like, you know, and I want to say this too, just, you know, <laughs> there are so many people who have this view of like, uh, you know, well, that's, that's Oregon's problem or that's New Jersey's or problem California. or California. It should yeah. just break off, right. like just go on and just be your own nation. And we say things like that and we're, we're partly joking, but it is also partly a way that we actively bury our head in the sand yeah. whereby we think this will not come nigh our dwelling. And this what will it never. does, it can cause us to be inactive. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. That is exactly right. Well, I want to say this, and, and I, I want to say this with as much foreboding as I can muster. I want, I want as much foreboding as I can muster. On Friday night or on Friday afternoon, when parents picked their, their kids up from an Austin school, all right, this was not their problem. Mm. This was not their problem. On Tuesday morning, it's their problem. Mm. It's their problem, right? On Friday afternoon, for the parents in Austin, Texas, this was, this was California's problem. <laughs> this was New Jersey's problem. But now it's their problem. And my question is to everyone who is listening, when is it going to be your problem next? Yeah. Who's next? Yeah. Who's next? What, what's the next community that's going to have to show up that's going to be shouted down, that's going to be protested for doing something very basic, which is protecting your children's minds. Mm. Saying that we do not want our children to have their minds molested. We do not want our children robbed of their innocence. Who's next? And, and it's for that reason, and because I grieve with the Christians in Austin, mm. 
Those are our brothers and sisters whose kids are in schools in Austin, Texas. Yeah. So I'm not so quick to be like, oh, you know, well, you know. Right. I'm sorry, you guys. What are you going to do next? No, I grieve with them. Yeah. Because the, what we're talking about in the news represents real people. That's right. These are real people who are going to have to get their kids up and brush their hair and, you know. Yeah. And 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 send them off to a place where they, that to has the belly of the beast. Not safe. It's, it's not, not safe. You know, it's not safe. Yeah. The Austin Independent School District Board of Trustees voted on early Tuesday morning, um, uh, voted early Tuesday morning to adopt a new sex ed curriculum that expands topics taught to third through eighth graders. Mm. Um, one of the district four, one of the trustees, Trustee Christy, uh, Kirst- Kristen Ashey is her name. District four trustee Kristen Ashey said before the vote that while sexual health education is controversial for many families, children have so much access via the internet to learn about these topics. So if families disagree with the content, they should utilize the opt-out policy. Here's the problem with that. The problem with that is that even if a parent opts out their kid, Mm -hmm. they are in school with kids who are receiving radical worldview indoctrination. Peer to peer. That's right. So you mean to tell me you're going to you're going to scoot Billy out for a second. Mm -hmm. And which, by the way, I was looking at this. Guys, let me tell you, look, I love you so much. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I just got to tell you, I love you so much. So I was looking at the fifth and sixth grade curriculum, which is it's it's almost 400 pages. It's like 370 something pages. 376. 376. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Will the Great. (laughs) It's 376 pages. I pulled out a third of it to talk about over the course of next uh, today and tomorrow. And so if you got a short attention span, if you're like, oh, with the reading and the research, this is not going to be the show for you. <laughs> but if you care, if you're like, hold on a second, yeah. these are our children, then this is the show for you. But let me tell you something. So I was reading, I, I, I read how you can, you can opt out your kid and then they will go to a separate room for social and emotional training. Mm. Now you can That's do all kinds of things with me. that. I mean, you can nah. do all kinds of things with that. You know, Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know what, like what you say. I, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm just like, okay, so my kid can opt out. I have to download the letter. I have to go online. I have to download the letter. I have to print the letter. I have to sign it, send it back with my kid that my kid is opting out. My kid is not going to pr- participate in your comprehensive sexual education course. Um, and then my kid will go to a separate classroom where my kid will receive Social and emotional training. Nah, sound like tolerance. What does training. that mean? N- yeah. Like, what is? Do I? And, I? and and here's the other question: If my if I opt my kid out, which I'm allowed to do, I can opt my kid out, and uh, and then they can go and get the social and emotional training once they get opted out. My question is: Then am I am I privy to that curriculum? So that's that's what I was going to say. So parents, that need to be the next question. So you need to lay out to me what that is. What, what does that look like? What what is it? I mean, I mean, you know, social and emotional training. Don't I mean, assume. And then here's the thing, and we're going to go through some of this, some of this curriculum because it is incredible when you start to look at it. And I just pulled for you fifth and sixth grade. This is third through eighth grade revised, overhauled new curriculum. Crazy. Okay, and and which, by the way, thanks to our friends uh, from the north, this comes from Canada. <laughs> this comes from Quebec, Canada. It's been imported down. Like, thank yeah. thank you so much from to the Canadians. <laughs> like. I mean, who are arresting people for telling the truth about scripture. Yeah, we want, we want you helping us with, with our sex ed curriculum Man. in the United States of America when you guys are arresting people for preaching the Bible. Man. Thanks, Canada. But this is, this, is, this is where we are in this country. This is what's going on. So here we go. Um, a third of it right here. Thud, thud, thud. 
And uh, I want to start with what the teachers would, would teach a, a sixth grade kid on identity. Sixth right? graders. Okay. So imagine your sixth grader. Mm-hmm. What's that? 11? Was that 12? Is it 12? Max 12? 11, Max 12. 12. 12. Cause you're 12, you're heading into seventh grade, right? 12, 13, somewhere's around there. You're, you're seventh grade. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, so, so let's say, let's say you're 11, 12 ish. Mm-hmm. All right. So here we go. And because here's what we don't understand. And I say this all the time mm-hmm. and forgive me if I sound just a little bit lit. I am. <laughs> and I don't, I don't cover it well. Okay. <laughs> so I am a little bit lit, but I say this all the time. Our culture is making homegrown enemies Mm. all right so you're doing the you're doing the heavy lifting for the culture you're feeding them you're clothing them Mm -hmm. you're giving them a place to sleep at night right all right you're giving i mean come on you're doing all of the heavy lifting they don't have to even be bothered with that because all they have got to do is indoctrinate them away from you Mm. and that's it right in your house right in your own house so they don't they don't have to bear the financial burden of rearing them Right. Of providing for them. And, and you know that in the culture, you know that they're not carrying their own children. They don't even mm. have they don't have to. They don't have to reproduce their own children. They can just steal yours. Mm. So here we go. Sixth grader shows up. It's day one for sex ed. Today's topic is identity. Here we go. This is this is the teacher's curriculum. All right. So here's what the teacher knows. In this lesson, the teacher and student will work collaboratively to set guidelines for learning about and discussing sensitive subjects. Ooh. The teacher leads a discussion on stereotypes, <laughs> stereotypes about gender identity. Students create posters to brainstorm stereotypes related to gender identity. Students discuss in groups the harmful effects of gender stereotypes. Students then identify with the hurtful nature of stereotypes by writing and responding to anonymous personal scenarios. Students watch a video titled Love is Love and a video titled Free to Be Me, which promotes dignity and respect for and introduces new terms related to sexual orientation. Students repeat brainstorming stereotype posters related to sexuality. Then students read scenarios and propose solutions that promote dignity and respect for all. On their own, students propose small ways they can watch this challenge homophobia in their everyday lives mm. so you're gonna tell me that's not coming back to your house mm. they're, they're being trained to challenge homophobia in their everyday lives and if you're a christian that's why <laughs> they don't like you mom man that's why they don't like you dad this is bigot hour we're getting ready to go mm. we'll be right back Airing the Addisons, promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment on American Family Radio. This curriculum is to promote a radical ideology that is in direct conflict with most parents and families in this district, including my own. Adoption of this curriculum will send a clear message to every student, parent, and teacher in the district. People of faith and traditional moral values are not welcome in AISD. By passing this curriculum at Austin AISD will forever break the sacred trust that parents put in their children's schools. Parents have no reason to entrust their children to a school district that weaponizes education as indoctrination. That's what tolerance and love sounds like right (laughs) there. 
That is that is no hate. That's celebrate right there. That's love Mm. and acceptance. That is (laughs) inclusivity. That what you just heard is just a small snippet of what happened when parents Mm -hmm. and activists showed up to protect children in Austin, Texas on Monday evening. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. Did you hear the shouting? Did you hear the horns being blown? Did you hear the sirens? I mean, and if you go and you watch the video, which, by the way, um, we've got links in this show. There's about five links in this show mm-hmm. um, that we'll put in the show notes that you're going to want to see for yourself. It includes uh, the curriculum that you can go and read it for yourself, and it's an, it's an investment of your time, but I recommend that you do it. And we're also going to put a link in there where you can go and watch this video. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yelling and the shouting is incredibly distracting, but I commend the parents and I commend uh, the leaders of Texas Values for for standing up and, and yeah. pressing on. Yeah, I mean, this is what we have to do. So right now, I want to go to our guests, but now I want to do something that I don't normally do. I don't normally read a lengthy bio in the interest of time on radio, mm-hmm. but I was reading Jonathan Sines' bio, and he is a warrior for us. Mm. He is a fighter in the culture for us, and and I'm going... And do do people know? Like, do people know <laughs> what 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 believers, what Christians are doing and putting themselves out there on the line to defend and protect and to stand up for what is right? And so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little minute here, okay. and I hope this doesn't embarrass Jonathan, but I want to read his bio and I want to read a little bit more of it than I normally would. Jonathan M. Signs, who by the way is the president of Texas Values, um, is. And Texas Values is a nonprofit group dedicated to preserving and advancing a culture of family values in the state of Texas. Jonathan works on these issues, or his work on these issues spans two decades. Prior to leading Texas Values in 2012, Jonathan headed the First Liberty Institute offices at the Texas Capitol in Austin, where he served as Director of Legislative Affairs and attorney, attorney for First Liberty Institute from 2007 to 2012. He frequently presents research, analysis, and testimony before the Texas Legislature, State Board of Education, and other government entities on various issues affecting family, a faith, family, and freedom. And here's where we get into the thick of it. And this is where I was like, I feel like Jonathan should be my cousin. <laughs> I mean, because this, this, is, this is it. This is what we need people doing, right? So Jonathan is the leading voice in Texas on marriage between one man and one woman. And he was instrumental in the passage of Texas laws to protect religious liberty, such as under God in the Texas Pledge, the one state under God license plate, the Merry Christmas law and the pastor protection law. Mm. Jonathan was also part of the winning legal team that successfully defended the religious freedom and free speech rights of nonprofit pregnancy care centers for women in Austin. In Austin, since 2005, Jonathan has worked to protect marriage between one man and one woman and policies that support this principle. And he's helped defeat threatening legislation on these matters in every legislative session since 2007. Wow. Consistency. <laughs> in 2015, Jonathan was the leading statewide voice in Texas that helped defeat the dangerous LGBT Houston bathroom ordinance mm. that would have allowed men into women's bathrooms mm-hmm. and would have restricted the religious freedom on businesses and nonprofit organizations. Jonathan has helped lead the state board education victories to prevent censorship in the science classroom. Hello. (laughs) And protect strong social studies and history teaching. Jonathan, thank you. Thank you so much for not only serving Texas, but really serving as an example for how to serve the United States of America. Thank you for joining us. 
Well, it's great to be with you, and I'm glad you didn't read the whole bio because uh, uh, we wouldn't, we might ha- not have a lot to talk about because they put a lot of detail in there. But I do want to mention something that's towards the end, so people know you don't have to have all the background that I do as a lawyer and an advocate to be effective. Before mm-hmm. I was in this position, I was a law student at the University of Houston, mm-hmm. leading a pro-life group, and we had our free speech rights challenged by the university. And I was the only member of the group left, and we filed a lawsuit, and we won. I mean, and so I, mm. I had nothing. I had myself and, you know, probably a little bit of debt from law school on my side, and that was it. So, <laughs> you know, you can make a difference wherever you find yourself, and that's where, you know, a lot of what I believe and do was fortified because I've been on, you know, both sides, if you will. I've been in a variety of these situations, and I know what it's like to go against the government and to really put your whole livelihood um on the line for what you believe in. And so that's what we try to do. We try to be in a position, an organization, to come alongside people that are making and taking that risk every day. They're putting their values up front. They're putting, you know, their health and sometimes safety at risk because these principles we believe in are so important. And so we do our best to come alongside and behind them and support them. I like it. Awesome. I like it. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate the humility. And that's exactly what you did um, on Monday. You tried to come alongside parents and help them stand up against uh, radical sexual education in Austin. Unfortunately, the battle was lost. And, and I, I don't want to necessarily start at the loss. I, I want to talk about that. But I want to kind of follow a trajectory. Like, tell us how Uh, your organization was alerted that the Austin Independent School District was looking at adopting this radical sex ed curriculum. Well, our office is in Austin. Um, We started Texas Values in 2012, as you mentioned in the beginning. And so this is where we live. This is where we work. So we know a lot of what happens locally, even though a lot of our work is focused on what happens at the state and sometimes federal level. Uh, Members of our team have children in public schools in the Austin area and Austin School District and so do many of our supporters. So we see a lot of this information happen. And, uh, but a lot of times in Austin, you're not going to see a lot of pushback because it's the most liberal area, if you will, in the entire state of Texas. Mm-hmm. But it's still Texas. And right. so there are a lot right. of people that live in this area that, you know, they're okay with coexisting, so, so to speak, against, you know, with people they don't agree with. Um, but they just don't want to have their rights overrun. And so uh, it's been going on for almost two years. There's one local activist, Carol Ayala, who's a former Austin Independent School District teacher who's been seeing this happen and being of concern. She's even, you know, really concerned about it in the uh, predominantly Spanish-speaking communities. Austin ISD is 55% Hispanic as far as their enrollment. So that's a probably uh, an important part of this equation so we've just, you know, started by saying, hey, let us know what's going on. Here's what state law is. Here's some people that we're connected with, you know, and just along the way providing her support and encouragement to see where things were going. And as they continue to go for the past year or two, we started to see more and more of a concern and more ways that we could help. And so that led to a state law, actually. It was a part of a state law that would have pre- prevents um, school districts like Austin ISD and any government from having a contract with the government for, from a b- abortion provider. And, mm-hmm. a, and a lot of Austin Independent School District's sex education curriculum has been provided by abortion providers like Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. And so that was a big win. That was about two or three months ago that we pushed them out. And that really left Austin ISD at the drawing board. Well, they quickly uh, scribbled and drawed and grabbed things from all parts of the um, state and country and actually another country. They, Canada. They found a source in Canada that was also an abortion provider and cobbled together very dangerous and uh, concerning sex education. And that's when this all came to a head. 
um, the other night. But over a year or two, you've had more and more parents, more and more community activists and citizens finding out and saying, this is too much. Even a lot of liberal parents, if you will, saying this goes too far. Mm. So, I mean, I, I guess the thing that I'm confused about is that, and, and c- could you take us into the school board meeting? And if you want to go back to the press conference, too, we played a little snippet of, you know, just the disruption that happened. But I'm just, I, I'm having a hard time understanding because we encourage parents toward activism. We right. encourage them to be involved, right. to know what's happening, and to show up and speak out. And that's exactly what Austin parents did. Why to no avail? I just don't understand. Well, and look, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's a phrase we hear at the Capitol, and that's government belongs to those who show up. And that is typically the case, and that matters. I mean, that's the way that elected officials should be able to find out what the people in the community care about. There's been a history. I mean, Austin ISD is really involved in an agenda that they want to push, a political movement that is really not about, I mean, while it relates to sex education, it's much more than that. And they have shown a pattern and a history of not really caring what uh, what the parents think. There are several schools that are on the verge of closing because parents are moving. They're pulling their kids out of the often independent school district, and the school district continues to ignore it. I mean, there were several parents at this meeting Monday night that mm-hmm. they were there complaining about school closures because enrollment's down, their funding is down, and they continue to cater to a very small percentage of people, and mainly it's the political views of some of these people that are getting elected here in Austin. And it's gone. It really doesn't have a lot to do with very little with education. And that should be a concern for any parent uh, in that school district and others as well. And so, but look, we were very encouraged by the amount of parents that came forward. I mean, Mm -hmm. we know what the climate's like. Mm -hmm. And so, and the president of the school board even acknowledged at one point, they had never had this many people there. I mean, we were, we had 126 people signed up to testify. The testimony went well after midnight. But the, the sex education process and getting sex ed curriculum in schools, particularly in Austin, I mean, this is usually done largely behind the scenes. I mean, mm-hmm. parents are not a part of the process. Mm-hmm. And there's a kind of committee process that's a part of this called a Student Health Advisory Committee. They do things a lot behind closed doors. We put a lot of highlight and um, attention on them because that's where a lot of this is really baked in. They make right. the decisions, and then the Austinized, the school board just really kind of rubber stamps it and no one ever sees it. And it's kind of one of those things where, you know, you have to pass it to find out what it, what's in it, <laughs> like with Obamacare. Right. So no one wants to talk about what the real content is because the people that know about it, I think part of them know if most people heard about it, they would be shocked and outraged. Mm-hmm. I mean, this curriculum, I, I mean, we're comfortable telling people it encourages and promotes the idea and the practice of having anal sex, having mm-hmm. oral sex, it's really hard to convince anyone this has anything to do with risk prevention. Right. Um, all of it really has that tone of here's how to do it. And, um, you know, and, and here's how to, you know, for it to be more comfortable when you do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is curriculum that starts in third grade. Third yeah. to eighth grade, right? So this this is for third to eighth graders. And, I, I mean, I just don't understand how this isn't classified as child abuse. I mean, because you've got adults who are presenting this information to children, I don't understand how it even, you know, flies over the radar. Well, I'll tell you what, um, before Monday night, there probably were a lot of people that weren't aware of it. You know, we had 7,000 people that signed our petition, and we like to believe that we have really educated a lot of people on this, and we have. Mm -hmm. But I think the majority of people still had not heard about it. But after Monday night, and thankfully with being on the show, 
uh, helps. But this has gone to a national uh, situation. I mean, we've had a lot of national writers that are putting articles out, which is going to help tremendously. I mean, we have great information at txvalues.org. We've got a special website, noradicalsexed.com, where people can get information. Uh, but look, you know, a lot of times these things do get overlooked, and people don't want to talk about the content, and there's really that struggle. And then when people see it, you know, they're outraged. And so we're hoping that this is not the end. Even though there was a school board hearing and a vote, we think this is really, this could be really a, a real turning point uh, because a lot of parents that were frustrated about what happened and, and their voice not being heard, they left that meeting saying, you know, what are we going to do next? Mm-hmm. Yes. How are we going to continue uh, the great work we've done? Um, but there's no question, the, the, all of the elements and, and the environment of that day, which you touched on, I'd love to share a little bit more about. Yes. Um, really got a lot of people's attention. Yeah, I do. I want to hear more from you on that. I mean, I because I, you know, I watched it. I watched it. And thanks to you guys, thanks to everything that you're doing there, I spent last evening and early, early this morning combing through 375 pages of this curriculum and just being sick to my stomach at what I found. So, yeah, like, take us back to it. Talk about that. Well, and to give some context, the the Austin Independent School District sex education curriculum that really was cobbled together in the past two months because the first one had gotten thrown out because of a new state law that we have. Um, it's 1,100 pages long. I mean, it's it's an unreal. <laughs> is that the total curriculum? That is that for is that third through eighth? Because the one I looked at last yeah. night was fifth and sixth grade. So that's it yeah. all together. Okay, gotcha. That's right. So in just a couple of the, the highlights, if you will, the, um, it, it prohibits students, encourages them not to use the words mother and father mm-hmm. and mom and dad. Um, it encourages them to play sexuality match games so they can match up terms and different things for bisexual, gay, and lesbian. There's a scenario in the curriculum where an underage girl enters into a sexual relationship with an adult, and then she mm. hides it from her parents. Mm. Um, and then it teaches kids to really challenge and, and call out people that have a biblical worldview. That's right. So if you don't agree with the LGBT agenda, it advises students to, uh, to call those kids out, to challenge them, and it also advises and encourages the kids to attend pride parades. And so this is detail we have on NoRadicalSexEd.com. And just to give you an idea about how far-reaching it is, so we realize this, we've got to do something. It's yeah. more of a local issue. I mean, if you will, we get involved in local issues from time to time, but we can be a little selective because, um, you know, we, we've, we've got to cover the whole state. But mm-hmm. we realize we got to step up. And so we laid the groundwork, and so there was a lot of attention, at least around the area, um, leading up to Monday. And our team, we've got the largest social media presence in the state when it comes to faith and family issues for a state group. So we have a little bit of experience of really how to get the most out of a, a moment and to really try to draw a lot of attention. We've got some, you know, uh, I, I feel like some good working relationships with media. Mm-hmm. So we decided we're going to do a Facebook Live. We're going to do a press conference. We're going to do a rally. We're going to put a lot of those pieces in place an hour or two before the school board meeting starts. And um, look, and we know it's in Austin, so sometimes the, the environment can get a um, can be a little uncertain, and, and you don't know what's going to happen. And so, but you know, we take a professional approach. There was law enforcement there, uh, but we weren't surprised, even though it was uh, disappointing and disruptive. But there were people there that tried to really take over and shut down our press conference. But I'll tell you, we had close to uh, it must have been at least a hundred people there just for this portion of our work that day. That are just regular parents, their moms and dads, you know, their um, their community leaders. And they care about what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of them may not even have children that are still in public school, but they did at one point, or they're a grandparent, or they're a taxpayer. They, this issue touches people you know, uh, for a variety of different reasons. 
Jonathan. And so for, for them to step up in public like that was a real huge moment. We got to go. I appreciate you. I just I want to I want to say thank you for the work that you guys are doing in, in Austin and doing for the state of Texas. We're going to include links. People who listen to the show, they'll be able to keep up with the work that you're doing there. This is Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. We'll be right back. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say about you. God only knows how it's killing you. But there's a kind of love that God only knows. God only knows what you've been Donna and Charles, one girl and one boy. They go into their changing rooms. Charles is feeling coy. Others are thrilled with the look, but Charles is quite unhappy. Let's try this again. Yeah, this is snappy. Some are confused. They just don't understand. Charles knows Charlotte is certain. Ariana's her biggest fan. Some might keep their distance, but others will come around. Come on over, Donna. Show us what you found. Darla had something on, but is not quite convinced. She wants to try again, yet she still gives a wince. Nope, not right either. Why can't she decide? Sometimes it takes time, only she can find her stride. Darla presents an outfit. The new name is Darren. Now everything feels right. The person within he's sharing. Welcome to 6th grade sex ed. This is under the subject heading identity. That's one of the videos to be shown to the 6th graders. It's free to be me. That's a portion of the video. It's a YouTube video. The link we will provide for you in the show notes today Mm -hmm. so you can watch it in its entirety. It's an animated video that it starts off kind of showing kids, you know, oh, I want to wear this outfit. Mm -hmm. But they're not changing their quote unquote identities, right? right? But then it progresses, and by the time you get to the end, as you heard in that clip, Charles then becomes Charlotte, and Darla then becomes Darren. And kids are learning that their sexual identities are fluid and that they can change. And there's Mm -hmm. one character in that video whose sexual identity is whatever he or she, or as they say in the curriculum, they Mm. decide. This is what was adopted in Austin Early Tuesday morning. All right, let's, this is indoctrination. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, there is, there is. Okay, let's go back. Let's go back to our <laughs> guest, Jonathan Signs. Hey, Jonathan, you still there? Well, I, and I know this is, you know, a family show. Um, but Give a there, disclaimer. I mean, Give a disclaimer. Yeah. Let me just. So, because I'm going to mention one thing in, in. Well, I'll just state it in a in a more family friendly way. But one of the resources that the the curriculum recommends is a website, and it says does this specific type of sex, if you will, hurt. And then it says, what's the best way to have it? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is what is being pushed on the kids in this Austin Independent School District sex ed curriculum. And we're talking about the press conference. We had a press conference, a lot of people there before the break, a lot of people there on Monday, and then you had a, um, a cross-dresser, a, a transsexual individual, it appeared, that and another person that really tried to take over our press conference. Yeah. And you heard all the noise you know, earlier when you were playing clip, they really tried to drown us out, and law enforcement arrested one of them uh, because they were clearly trying to disrupt the event. But a lot of that is them trying to inject 
intimidation and fear. They mm-hmm. want people to be afraid and punished if they dare speak out. You know, someone who talks a lot about this is Dennis Prager. Mm-hmm. He's going to be our keynote speaker for a gala we're having on November 15th in Houston. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't know how to talk about these issues and they're scared and they're, you know, they're, they are a little bit fearful at times. And so, you know, look, as a First Amendment lawyer, I know my rights. And so we did not yield the microphone or the stage or our space um, on Monday. Yeah. But I know that that's difficult for a lot of people. And, and that's what the other side wants. And so we're going to try to lead the way by being peaceful, but standing our ground. Yeah, no, you can be a peaceful fighter. I mean, I, I was so encouraged watching the video because I think it's time out for this, oh, we just need to make nice and, and everybody gets to have this free exchange of ideas except those people, we don't like their ideas. But I was very encouraged by what you guys did on Monday. And I'm so glad that not only do you know your rights, but you're encouraging parents to know their rights as well. It was clear that you guys were a threat. And it was clear that the attempt was to shut you down. I want to go back. Let's talk about this this gala that's happening with Dennis Prager on November 15th. Uh, share that information with our listeners again. So on November 15th, we have an annual event. It's going to be in Houston. It's the Faith, Family, and Freedom Gala. And so it's the one time of year we get all of our you know closest friends and supporters there. That's um, going to be on the west side of Houston, Friday, November 15th. You can... Purchase tickets at txvalues.org if you want to intend and be a part of this great event. Dennis Prager, though, is one of the most talked about voices. He's got all the great videos on PragerU mm-hmm. um, about a lot of these sexuality issues. Our Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick's going to be there, and we expect about a group of about 400 people. But we've got to get come together for events like these and others, and people have got to you know be engaged a little bit more. But it'll also be an opportunity for us to tell people about some of the work um, on our issues like Austin ISD, uh, like the Save Chick-fil-A Religious Freedom Bill, and really to to not downplay what the attacks are and the concerns that exist, but also to reflect on, you know, a lot of the fruit that's come from the hard work that we've been involved in in the religious liberty and pro-life movement. Well, we really appreciate yeah, it. I mean, this is what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. One other question before we go. Um, what is the next step for parents yeah. in Austin? Like, I know you said that there's some of the schools that are suffering financially because parents are moving and they're pulling their kids out. But for other parents, I mean, and I think that there are parents who are listening across this country and there is the right concern that this could come to a school near them and affect the children within their household. And they're wondering, what would be my next course of action? So so what happens after this? Well, look, we're, we're far from over for this issue in Austin because there are some things that they did and um, some information that was omitted that we think is in violation of state law. And... But in the meantime, there's an opportunity for people to also know state law already says, and this is true in a lot of other states too, that you can opt out of this type of information, that you don't have to have your child just sit in there and listen to it. Um, they're supposed to give you notice of it ahead of time. And so it's really um, asserting your rights. And we're going to have more information on our website on txvalues.org about that. This is not supposed to be implemented until later, um, maybe March or April of next year, but we're not going to wait around for that. Uh, but it's usually pretty common that the students can opt out of that. So that's what we're encouraging parents to do, to, to look at your rights to opt out of this. But we also know that um, parents are going to look at whether or not the law is being followed when they get notice of it, whether or not the law is being followed in, in, in sex education being taught. In the state of Texas, you don't have to teach sex education. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you do teach it, that it has to focus on abstinence more than anything else because we know that's the only method that works 100% of the time of preventing STDs Mm -hmm. in pregnancy. And so people just need to be more informed about what the law is, what their rights are, wherever they are in the state, uh, and excuse me, in the country. And if they're in Texas, we're going to continue to have more and more resources on that because, 
you know, parents may choose to move, and you know, we we think they're well within that, their right to do it, but they may not be able to. Some others, and it may be their home, and they also have every right to stand right where they are and demand that the school district follow the law, that it respect their values, and that um, they have to start answering questions about why this is important and why it's necessary, and um, and that's what we'll be a part of doing at Texas Values. All right. I know I said that was my last question, but this truly is my last question because you <laughs> because you mentioned opt out. Right. So I'm I'm just look, I'm skeptical about the whole opt out thing and then what they put in its place. So when you go to Austin ISD, you go to their website and you click on the link that says parents can opt their kids out. All right. It reads that during class periods in which a student's family has submitted an opt out form, that student will receive alternative instruction on social and emotional learning topics in a different location. Uh, Jonathan, do you have any idea what that might be like? What what does that mean? Well, I don't have a whole lot of faith in that either. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Of, that's the point I'm making. <laughs> you know, but but I don't want people to be discouraged from doing that. Right. If no, they right. want to opt their student out and then find out what's being taught, send that information <laughs> to us too, so we yeah. can take a look at that as well. And so you know, it, it's 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 going to be a challenging situation in Austin. I see if you have a child that goes there as it relates to this issue. But I don't want people to feel discouraged and think that they don't have any options and there's yeah. nothing for them to do. Sometimes it has to start with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we want people to, you know, to, to look for ways to send us information, to assert their rights, and not to be intimidated. Because if the message from the school district is they want to they include all, that means should mean every single one of them. And, and Austin ISD has a history of not being uh, supportive or respectful of First Amendment rights, particularly religious liberty rights. They lost on an issue on that earlier this year, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, last year. And so that is something that is in federal law, and there's tremendous precedent. And if those violations start to happen, we want to hear about them because we can come alongside people and bring other friends mm-hmm. to support uh, defending those rights. Jonathan, Jonathan Sines, the president of Texas Values, thank you so much. It has been very informative. We really appreciate your time. God bless you and the work that you're doing in Texas. Thank you. God bless y'all. All right. Will the Great, this is where we are. This is this Thanks. is what's going on. I know, were you holding your breath? You just took it. It's like you, a deep cleansing breath there, right? Yeah, deep cleansing just, breath. Just listening to what he was saying. I mean, that stuff is egregious. It's egregious. It's overwhelming. Um, but let me tell you something. It is not insurmountable. And I think that just to, to, to double back to what Jonathan is saying, just to echo what Jonathan is saying, is that we should not be disheartened. We should not give up, right, that we should continue to fight. And this is why I, you know, I don't have a lot of space for people who just want to make nice, you know, I, I right. feel like, I don't know. I feel like activism is in my DNA. Like I'm just, I, <laughs> my mom might almost say she's been resistant for a long time, <laughs> but it's just true. And I think that parents have to do this all across this country. Here is what is at stake. What is at stake? First and foremost to the Christian, this is what we care about. What is at stake is the next generation of the church. Mm. This gospel, this message, this truth is for you, for your children and for those who are far off. Yeah. The enemy is trying to rob you of that second component there. That second <laughs> is for your children? No. We got your children. You know? And I will tell you, I you know, I don't know what it is that the or why it is that the enemy has been so successful in this country in making parents feel that we are incapable of educating our kids or taking the reins as it pertains to their discipleship. Yeah. There I mean, this is the biggest hoax. This is the biggest lie that parents believe and have believed for a long time that, you know, I can't do it. I can't. Someone else has got to do it. I got to farm it out. I can't do it. Now, look, there may be things specifically that you can't teach. Okay, look. Sure. Right. 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 We understand that. And that's when you would bring someone in. But the development of your kid, 
socializing your kid, yeah. discipling and training yeah. your kid. No, it's becoming more and more clear. Like for Christian families, I think, you know, we have to really look at this issue and, and, and not be naive about it. Yeah. And say, what are my options? And one of those options may have to be pulling them out. Well, I would tell you this. I, like, I speak for I'm myself. Just, I speak for myself yeah. here. All right. And, and there's my disclaimer for you. <laughs> Mika. Mika speaking for herself here. Okay. Um, if, if I were in Austin, if I were in Austin, Texas, let me tell you what you and I would be sitting around our table. We'd have our kids go to their rooms. Yeah. Because <laughs> right? they're not going to hear us right. talking about this. It'd be like, hey, guys, you need to go color. You need to go read a book. You got something by Ken Ham. Go back there and see what dinosaurs are with people go right <laughs> go discuss and so you and i would be sitting around the table mm-hmm. and we'd be like okay so um yeah <laughs> we're, we're out right i mean we're out like and so you know and then let me tell you honestly this, is, t- this is not this easy is, decisions but you know it's, when it comes to a certain point you what do me, you what do you do and then let me tell you what i do let me tell you what i do i i call your mom <laughs> and i'd be like hey ma i'd be like hey ma what are you doing and she'd be like watching Fox News. And I'd be like, hey, mom, <laughs> that's true. These are facts. And I'd be like, can you turn it down for a second? Because it's always loud when you call it. Turn it down for a second. I'd be like, hey, mom, do you have anything going on this next week? I need you to come to my house. And I need, because we're, we're yanking the kids out of school. And I need you to be with them this week until we can figure out what we're going to do. We need to take some time. We need to pray. And we need someone that we can trust, that we know love our kids Mm. to be here because we need to send a clear message that our kids don't belong to this school. And then when I was done talking to your mom, I called my mom. (laughs) And then I'd say, hey, mama, mama, what are you doing? And she'd be like, oh, you know, just sitting here (laughs) cleaning, picking up, putting this. She's always putting stuff away. She's always putting stuff away. And I'd say, hey, mom, I need you to come in two weeks. (laughs) And then yeah, when, two weeks covered. And, and then and then I'd be like, Mom, because we because we're we're yanking the kids out of school, and I need your help, Mom. I need your. I can't lose my babies, mm. so I need your help. And if you would be so kind as to come just for five days, so that we can figure out what we're doing, and in that time, I would trust the Lord by His Spirit to reveal to us what it is that we need to do. And at that point, I don't know. Maybe I've got the beginning of like a co-op or something. Mm-hmm. Because maybe there's other parents who start contacting me and they're like, hey, Miki, what are you doing? Like, I'm not sending my kids back to that. And then maybe some retired teachers start reaching out and they start saying, hey, you know what? We're retired, but we're still smart. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Our brains have not checked out. I mean, we're not we're not going eight to three anymore. (laughs) But I mean, we're still going eight to three. Hmm. I mean, come on. (laughs) And then and then maybe we start to do this thing ourselves. I'm just saying, look, everywhere you look, there are people who are saying, it's time to get out. Franklin Graham. Yeah. And Frank- I was going to say, maybe we reach out to some pastors, our pastors. Hey, yeah. we may need a place to just come. We're not using the facility. <laughs> during the week. So what are we doing? You, you know? know? Hey, I, all hands on deck. That's you, why I feel like all hands on deck. I, You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I think that there are some there are some grandparents who are mentally sharp and they are physically spry. And they're like, you know what? I've been waiting for people to, to put me in the game. I mean, I'm here, you know, I'm good for more than ice cream cones on Sunday nights. Like, come on here. You know what I'm saying? Like there, I mean, there's some grandparents who are like, man, I could do, I could help you do this, but we just have not put our heads together to care Mm. enough to do it. Let me tell you something. The public school system needs your kids. You don't need the public school system. Did you hear what Jonathan said is going on in different parts of Austin where they got some schools that are like suffering 
because they don't have the resources because <laughs> parents are pulling their kids out. Yeah. You know what? That that speaks of need. They need your kids. Your kids don't need them. And maybe there's some Christian teachers in schools who you know your voices have been suppressed. Come on, like, let's not pretend here. Yeah, that's real. And, and you feel like you're called to school. You want to be salt and light. But when you really investigate, you look at it, you know that our kids are being molested. And there are things happening outside of your control. Maybe this is where those kids become the, the, the or those teachers become the beginning of a private school. Mm-hmm. Guys, we don't need them. They need us. And we need to make that very clear. Part two of this show tomorrow, Aaron the Addison's Until Tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.